I could have hated. And and you're right. Like I even get what you're saying about like if someone's putting a party together, like I'll bring a Caesar. Right. Like it is good to know so that you don't bring a Caesar. I still don't want to see it. Like once I've replied and said I'll bring the cookies. I'm out. I get it. I'm I out it. of this conversation, and I don't yeah. want to know that you've got napkins. And you, I don't care. You're 100% right to call me out for my disingenuous yeah, nature. in Because totally. I'm, I'm so anti-reply all, but I will say this. What I said about the Intercom-CBS merger is a fact, because at Intercom, if anybody would have replied all, you might have been thrown out of the building. But over here at CBS... It was a reply all culture, and somehow in the amalgamation of the two companies, and it was an amalgamation sensation. sensation. There you go. Uh, the reply all became part of the culture. And had Joe not replied all, you know, Mark, I would have never wow. replied all. But when I saw Evan Spadoni and even Bonte all kind of like jump into the fray for a guy they've never met. Unreal. Had a boy, Keith. I can't believe that you guys are running around acting like you are actually <laughs> congratulating Keith. No, I'm happy for him. I, yeah, I'm, sure nice I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I haven't read it, but. Well, watch this transition. You okay. ready? You ready? <laughs> I'm looking forward Speaking to of culture. There is a culture in the NBA that I find concerning. That's a three. Um, did you hear Bob Myers yesterday on, the great, on the great Steiny and Goo show without Steiny, which is the new name of the show, by the way? Yeah, and I actually heard the part where JD said, uh, yeah, Steiny will be back in two weeks to ask you about your contract. <laughs> and Bob kind of laughed at that because I guess they didn't ask him about his contract. Yeah, why? I mean, yeah. right? I, I don't know. Well, what's he going to say? So that would be the response to that? Right. I don't know. I personally feel like let's, let's, let's hear him not say it. Let's hear him not say it. I mean, that, that is an elephant in the room. It's a right of the now. table. Yeah, that's an elephant in the room. And, and, uh, and I would love to ask that question to Bob in a way that maybe, um, you know, maybe you'd get some sort of an answer. Sometimes I like to hear people's non-answer just so that you can hear the tone and maybe try to gather something from the non-answer. But we did get plenty of stuff. Uh, that 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 we want to address, and and this is a perfect sort of lead into something Bob said about load management. Can I read you something from the Lakers last night? The Lakers. You ready for this, Spadone? The Laker girls, except for not the Laker girls. Right. This is the Laker boys. One of them's name is Anthony Davis. Darvin Ham. I want to know how this hits an NBA fan. Darvin Ham, the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, said last night that Anthony Davis's absence. Remember, like. Spadone came in during the show. Anthony Davis is out tonight. We're like, oh, he hurt his feelings after he got dunked on the night before. And Spadone was mad because he thought it was a foul and all that stuff. Apparently it had nothing to do with injury at all. Darvin Ham, are you ready for this NBA fan? They called last night for the Lakers a must win. LeBron is out. You are literally down to the studs in terms of your opportunity to maybe make the play-in game. And there's no LeBron. Oh, and D'Angelo Russell got hurt as well. And so your card-carrying one, Anthony Davis, doesn't play. And Darvin Ham says, the absence was planned weeks ago. Had nothing to do with injury. And moving forward, his status for back-to-backs is day-to-day. So you're telling me that... It's just kind of, eh, we'll see case by case as to whether or not you play. And in a game that the Lakers called a must win, 
and LeBron and D'Angelo Russell are out, your absolute clear best player and its team decided, eh, let's choose this one so that we can show our new fit to everybody on national TV. And they won the game, They Mark. won. They won the game. But that's not my point. Darvin Ham, genius. Oh. And it's, if you look at the back-to-backs, if the NBA really doesn't want to have as much load management, they will do away with the back-to-backs. They already did away with four games and five nights. You can't do away with back-to-backs. The season you, would last all year. Well, then you could start the season in September, and you can end it in late April. And that's, if, if players really don't want to have back-to-backs, although I would imagine that players would still find a way to not play all 82. But this was a back-to-back, and by the way, the Lakers are at New Orleans and at Houston on March 14th and 15th. Anthony Davis won't play against Houston. Nobody will play against uh, Houston. Well, they can be Houston. With, yeah, they can be Houston without Anthony Davis, and they did beat Oklahoma City with him. And I, I guess that's not my. The reason I bring this up today is because the Warriors are playing the Clippers tonight in what is a massive regular season March second game. Yeah, and I've told you already this week. I've become very quickly addicted, addicted to an NBA where people play and people try. It disgusts me that I am addicted to this, but I'm addicted to it because we don't get it. We do not get to see that anymore. An NBA where people try and play hard. I want to see if maybe something crazy happens tonight. Like maybe they play defense for four quarters. No chance. Instead of two. No chance. But I'm addicted to it. Did you hear Bob Myers say this? Yesterday on 95.7 The Game. What the misconception of the NBA is, there's not a lot of practice time uh, because there's 82 games, and more now than ever, there's a lot of load management. I know people hate that term, but it happens within the building, too, where the numbers, the scientific data will say, look, th- this guy's running hot. He shouldn't go today. So it's not just we don't want people to play as much as it is there's numbers, there's science saying this guy's burnt and uh, for whatever reason. And that's kind of what we deal with in the building, not just fancy it in the games. And I know nobody likes it. And trust me, we wish all our guys were playing just as much as they do because we want to win. But um, we got to listen to the health component of it. Okay. So I have no doubt they got to listen to the health component. They've got right, data. Right. I understand it. So let's say, uh, because I'm sure an NFL team has the exact same data, right? Okay. Oh this guy's running hot. And he's a veteran. He's been around the block a time or two. I don't think, think about Thursday night football. Yeah, I don't need as to, an example. Right. I don't need to show him the plays. He knows the plays. What does an NFL team do for that player? How do they handle the week? They shoot him up, Mark. Well, Tore it all. <laughs> That's how they handle it. I no, mean, maybe. Seriously, if yeah. you have an NFL player, and I'm thinking about Thursday night football because everybody plays on Thursday night, and if you're lucky, you play the opening Thursday night of the year, and then you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. But every other team. You are going to have that one game where you're coming off a short week. And during that time, you know that virtually everybody on your team is not going to be ready. But in the NFL, you cannot load manage. You can't just say, oh, we're going to donk this game off and play all of our twos. And we're, we're going to call the practice squad guys up. First of all, you don't have enough bench players to do that. And secondly, that in the NBA terms is five games worth. Every game in the NFL is worth about five 
in the NBA. So you can't do that in the NFL because every game matters too much. I understand that. So it's not a perfect comp. And and I get that the culture would suggest like people would lose it if your quarterback was just like, yeah, running hot. He's running week. hot. Gonna yeah. need a week off. Yeah. Can't do that. And I get it. However, it also seems to me that there is a comp out of the NFL that the NBA could use more, unless maybe they are, and I don't realize it, but I don't hear this very much. If you're going into a week and your player's running hot and you've got two or three games that week, I don't know, take the practices off. Don't take the games off. This is what they do in the NFL. What did we see with Christian McCaffrey during playoff time? He's not practicing on Wednesday. They have veteran days. He's not practicing yeah. on Thursday. But I don't think NBA teams practice as much as you think. They don't. They don't practice well, at all. They have either, right, we've got shoot-around today, or they do. They get a day off late in the season. I understand that. But if you're telling me that there's that much science about all of this stuff, then you're telling me, why can't you, at the beginning of the year, start to figure out an algorithm that gives the players days off on practice days, especially teams like this? This is the Warriors. It appears to me, over the last two years, you've literally tried to just have your guys healthy in April. You don't care about November and December anyway. So why not put together a plan that starts from beginning to end where you're taking more practice days off? Does Steph Curry need to practice? We talking about practice? Yeah. Take well, but practice is about 10% effort-wise of a game. And that's what, like a practice. But a day off's a day off. But not really, in terms of. Sure it is. If your body needs a day, you get a day. But a practice is, most of the time, does not involve a scrimmage. And if it involves a scrimmage and you're Steph Curry, you're not going out there and really scrimmaging like you're playing in a game. When Steph Curry plays in a game, it's about a an eight-hour day in terms of showing up getting taped, getting prepped, going out, practicing, two-ball drill, tunnel shots, all the rest of it, back to the locker room, back out for warm-ups. Then there's the game. There's the post-game interviews and all the rest of it. So I don't think that practices, and teams don't really practice that often anyway. Well, I, I, like maybe their response... Yeah, talking about practice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe their response would be, we do do that. But to me, there's a hell of a lot more days where you're not playing games in the NBA than there are days that you are. So use those days at least more than you are. I don't hear, do you hear that a lot? I don't hear, oh, the Warriors practice today, but Draymond and Steph and Clay sat out. I don't hear that very often. Maybe they're doing it more than we, uh, than we realize. It's all brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture. We'll take your phone calls on this for sure, 888-957-9570. Plus, coming up next, we've guessed something about the Warriors front office for the last year or so, and Bob Myers admitted it to be true yesterday. We'll let you hear what that was in just a moment on Willard and Dips. Hi, little Bob here from Bob's Discount Furniture. Here to let you know that my Bobopedic mattresses offer the comfort and quality of a national mattress brand for half the price. No matter your budget, there's a Bobopedic memory foam hybrid or hybrid plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com. <clears throat> Mom, Dad, Sis. Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. 
This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through March 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet during our limited time Xfinity 10G network launch celebration for just $25 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. As CEO of Jack in the Box, I wake up at dawn every day to get to work. As a customer, you can sleep in and still get two sausage croissant sandwiches for $6 all day long. But I get my name on the building, so it's a trade-off. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, uh, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Three people you should be 100% certain about. Your barber, your plumber, and your tax pro. 
Switch to Jackson Hewitt and you can be 100% certain about your taxes. We'll get you your maximum refund guaranteed and we'll back your return for life. Don't be kind of certain or almost certain. Be 100% certain. Switch to Jackson Hewitt today and get 50% off tax prep. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Will and Dibby on 95.7 The Game. Uh, no, I think this is this is a joke, right? But I do wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. And he's on the Warriors schedule next week. What's going to happen with John Moran? Like, this is, this is what, it's so fascinating Where to me. Where is John? Fascinating to me in sports. What hits and what doesn't as far no, as. Pun intended? Well, but what, yeah, no, pun not intended. Yeah. Like, what gets people's controversial juices going, and then what doesn't? I feel like the John Morant thing should be getting a lot more. Remember Brett Favre. The Brett Favre story in Mississippi, fraudulent, I mean, speaks to who he is as a human being, did not get the collective national outrage going the way it probably should. And then there'll be other things... I mean, maybe this is a bad example, but, it, like, go back to LeBron's decision. Oh, my gosh. Right. You're a terrible human being because I didn't like your broadcast and the way that you did something. But it all depends on... Why is there well, not more going... Like, John Moran... It depends on the visceral nature. Like, Ray Rice. If I say the name Ray Rice... Sure. 99% of people can picture in their mind what happened in the elevator. Think of one thing, sure. Exactly. But we have video of it, and... You know, even Joe Mixon, the incident when he was at Oklahoma, there was video of that. The Brett Favre story about him basically ripping off the people of Mississippi to divert millions of dollars to his own former university to help them build a volleyball facility, that doesn't really resonate in a visceral nature in terms of, like, if you could see him walking out with a briefcase full of money laughing... It would hit differently. And that's where this John Morant story is. Because, by the way, this happened in August, Mark. Right, long time ago. And, by, by the way, we should mention, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's accusations out there that Ja, uh, as part of a pickup game, um, attacked a 17-year-old and punched him, what, 12 times or whatever it is? Like, Well, the 17-year-old threw the ball at Jaw, and apparently it went through Jaw's hands and hit him in the face. Okay. And then Jaw walked up to the 17-year-old, allegedly, and put his chin on the 17-year-old's shoulder and turned to his associate and said, should I do it? And I guess his associate basically said yes, and that's when Jaw began to punch him. Mm -hmm. And one of Jaw's associates, allegedly, also came over and hit the 17-year-old four or five times while he was on the ground. Um, this kid got punched over a dozen times. Jimmy Ty on our YouTube chat, and thanks for being with us on Twitch and YouTube today, uh, brings up a great example. Dana White, how the hell did that go so under the radar to the point where I bet some of you are like, what happened with Dana White? Exactly. Like, and, and I guarantee there is definitely a racial component to this. If Dana White had been Ray Rice or, or whatnot, we'd be having a very different story. If Dana White had just been, thank you. If he's not financially tied, if he was not a boss, if he was just a player, a hired employee, we'd probably be having a different conversation. 
But you get networks, conglomerates that are tied to the UFC, and they love the money-making operation. Are they motivated to put the story out there and take Dana White down? No, they are not. And so they don't. So I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. This is part of what, in fact, it's funny. This conversation is going to literally part of uh, the curriculum we have in a communications course that I teach over at Academy of Art. Like what the media is motivated to tell you. Exactly. And and for whatever reason, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> we had the class yesterday. It went great. Thank you very much. A little much. late, Spadone. Yeah, How did the drips? It was, yeah, slow it, was, it was a slow drip. Yeah, right. there's no 300-pounder in the room, so now he's real tough guy with the drips. Mark does not have neck tattoos. That is confirmed. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. It's true. I mean, I do, but it's underneath the shirt. Attaboy. Yeah. It's yeah. professional. I'm hard. Anyway. <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. I am. I'm like that, uh, Dibs. But no, it anyway, is interesting. It's, it's curious to me how this the John Morant story so far feels like it's getting a little bit less buzz than I would have expected for something like this. Because we're talking about a really, really, this is a big time player. This is an important player. Um, I'm not saying if he were a bench player, it should be less than. It surprises me, though, that it's such a big name and there's very little out there about it. And why did it take this long to get to where we are in terms of even being aware of the story surrounding John Morant? Because this happened in a pickup game in August or September, and yet now here we are six months later, and just now it's becoming a part of the fabric of the NBA playoff yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild, man. So we'll keep an eye on that. We should let you know, uh, two really fun names on the show today. Gregor Blanco is going to come on at 11 o'clock. He is uh, the director of on-field ops for Major League Baseball now. Giant, forever giant, uh, but also working with the league, and so all of these rules changes. Um, fun to talk that out with him. We'll do that at 11. Our buddy Marcellus Wiley is coming on at 11.30. He's going to scream Chip City, Clip City, and all this crap <laughs> I love that it. come out of people's mouths when they're uh, Clipper fans, because uh, I have no idea what it is. You know what I mean? Like It's, such, it's a fan base that's just like, what the hell can you say it's even like the like the arizona cardinals did you catch all that yesterday that they're like there's that whole player we should talk about this a little later there's basically a private players union uh vote and and yeah, we they, touched on it a little bit right, yesterday. they gathered, fair, they think, gathered yeah. data and there and then put it out sort of anonymously as this is what the players think about all of the teams based on all of these categories. How's your training facility? How's your food? How do you treat families? This is all all there. And the 49ers graded relatively high. I think they came in 7th place out of the 30 teams and uh, and had some pretty good grades. The only thing that wasn't an A or B was the training facility, right. which is interesting. Training staff got high grades. Training facility, not as much. But some stuff came out about the Arizona Cardinals. This is like, if you go in there after hours, they charge you for meals. Cardinals players. Yeah. So if you, if you work late, if you're like, hey, coach, I'm putting in extra work today. And then afterwards, you're like... Hey man, can I get like a little pork pork sandwich on the way home or something like that? Twelve ninety five. Sure, we're gonna take that out of your paycheck. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And they charge them to use the training facility in the off, in the off season. season. So only team to do that. Yeah, you know those things, by the I want to get better, so come on in and <laughs> you'd be better off going to twenty four hour fitness or planet fitness where you know things might be a little bit cheaper. The Cardinals rank thirty one out of thirty two 
in this survey, only the Washington Commanders. There's, There's a no shock. shock. With Daniel Snyder at the helm, right lower. Bad, you can't hide bad ownership. Right. You cannot. Well, and Arizona's right there. They're, exactly. You know? Exactly. And I know the Chargers were down there as well. Also bad ownership. You cannot hide bad ownership. Right. And you cannot pitch to me that it doesn't matter. Because people are, oh, well, how does that affect things on the field? It just does. Are you a believer in company morale? Are you a believer, obviously, in, in what free agents can you get? I mean, if I'm a free agent and I've got multiple offers, why would I go to one of these teams? And the players talk to each other, and this information is readily available to them. You can't hide bad ownership. Treatment of families, F. Food service nutrition, F minus. Weight room, <laughs> F minus. I didn't even know F minus existed. Strength coaches, okay. A. <laughs> Is this Cardinals? Yes. Okay. Training room, F minus. Training staff, B plus. Okay. Locker room, F. Team travel, B plus. All that adds up to be an F, tied for last. Jeez. Yeah. What is an F minus? Like, in other words... It's impossible. It's like an bad, A+. Plus. It doesn't exist. It's as bad as you could possibly be, but it's actually worse than that. What, what goes into the family <laughs> aspect of this? Because I'm looking at a team like yeah. the Rams and the Chargers. They play at SoFi. Are they like just not accommodating to their families like with tickets? Or like, think, well, how is that? I'm looking I, at the, uh, the yeah, thing here from the report card. Support of families. They were tied for 31st. One of 14 teams that do not offer a family room. And one of 11 teams that do not offer daycare. Interesting. Yeah, so there you go. It's a lot of stuff. Like if you ever, if you, uh, let's say you go to San Francisco Giants game, if you go down on that, like where that bottom facility is, where yeah, there's a food yeah. court, and then if you go down the hall, the locker room's on one side, you'll see on the other side, there's a big room there it's that's just room. for the family. Yeah, exactly. And the kids are in there playing with, I mean, they're playing with all kinds of toys and doing stuff, and that's a small thing, but it's not to them. Like, the, the, the treatment of families goes all over the place. You know, you remember when Chris Bryant was acquired by the Giants, he spoke publicly about what the team did, like what was waiting for him in the hotel room when he flew out. Yeah. The, it's, it's really simple as this. When you acquire a player or when you've got a player, is your thought process, we're acquiring the player or we're acquiring the family? You know what I mean? And exactly. It's a small thing to acknowledge wives, kids, make things available for them, make things comfortable for them. And my gosh, like, think about it. Any employee, how much would that matter to you? It, right. It, it's, it's huge. Well, and think about being a football player where you want to be able to train and be the best you can be. They got an F- minus in their weight room. Players describe it as a health and safety risk just to walk through the weight room. <laughs> The flooring is nearly a unanimous complaint. The floors are uneven. The floorboards are peeling up. It's so wild. So you walk in. I'm an Arizona Cardinal, and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get my lift on. I want to be the best Cardinal I could be. And you don't feel safe even walking into the weight room. And I'm one of the 500 best athletes in the planet right. on a football field. We're getting highly paid, and our owners are worth billions of dollars. Simply because they own the team. They are worth billions of dollars. And you can't give me floorboards and a babysitter? <laughs> right. Holy hell. Right. So, by the way, tuck this into a conversation that I think we often have about the 49ers and even some of the other teams. And the Warriors count for this for sure. The Giants are a little bit more wobbly right now. The A's we know. Like... 
when we have conversations about head coaches and structure and oh my gosh, this, like 49ers, oh they've mismanaged the draft. They had Solomon Thomas. Like the 49ers, this definitely shades my opinion sometimes. This is a very strong structure of a team. They were seventh out of 32 in the same ranking. Like they get it. They build a good clubhouse locker room with chemistry and they see and hear one another. And they, it doesn't mean they're perfect. Nobody is. And they mess up and there's bad signings and bad picks and bad play calls. But in general, what's your baseline? This is a healthy, strong, smart organization yeah, structure is trying to do the right thing and does more often than not. They are one of 14 teams that do not offer a family room, but they do offer daycare. Uh, quality of food, they were ranked fifth. They offer all three meals provided. And speaking in terms of... Have you ever had one of their meals there? Dude, in the, the lock- press box it, is incredible. I just, go there hungry. What about the... Like one time, one time, I got invited in to uh, have the meal at the in the, pre- the practice... Uh, cafeteria. Yo, I could eat there every day. Of the year. I'd be fat. I'd be fat. But yeah. football players, some of them are fat. So it's okay. Right. But man, I was like, y'all got to go boxes? This is delicious. C plus in the training room yeah. and half the team feels like they don't have enough hot tub space. So oh. that's why they got uh, too hot, ding, hot tub. Not enough hot tub. Yeah. Hot tub. <laughs> not enough room in the hot tub. But I'm a fat. Any more hot tubs. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, to your point, it it starts with that. And if you're a coach or if you're a member of the training staff, do you really want to go work for Washington or work for Arizona? It makes your job harder. If you have options, no, no. And look, uh, how about Eric Bieniemy? You got options? Nope. All right, then we'll go work for Washington. Right. You know, I mean, that's that. I mean, yes, he could have stayed with Kansas City, but um, yeah, I just, gosh, that stuff matters so, so much. And I think it's really cool to have it come out because fans, this is stuff that we don't get. We don't exactly. know what the hell those going on in the. We don't know food. how many hot tubs they have. Right. <laughs> food facility. You got good short ribs over there. Like I don't know. So this, I, I found it to be very interesting. Um, Bob Myers spoke about last year's championship. We're going to get to that in two minutes. But um, Laura in Mill Valley has uh, an interesting point. We'd love to welcome her on the show. Hey, Laura, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Laura? Hey, well, I'm listening to your show, going to the Warriors-Clippers games tonight, so um, cheering them on. Um, And I just want to weigh in on the John Morant situation. Please. He is such a talented player. I have loved watching him play. And then I hear this stuff, and I'm thinking, what the hell? The guy's going to get himself killed or somebody else around him. Like, banishing weapons, you know, uh, fights in pickup games. He's an NBA player, you know? I mean, Laura. One thing that goes through my mind, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna willingly say, maybe this is a little unfair. And Laura, thanks. I think you're spot on. But we're getting a little bit of a window into why the Grizzlies are the way they are. When I look at the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Warriors will see them next Thursday, and we know the way that it gets all of the hair on the back of the neck is all up because of the Memphis Grizzlies. Think about it. They are what. They're totally mentally undisciplined. Why? Leadership. Leadership. 
I thought their head coach was way too focused on the wrong things in the playoff series Taylor last Jenkins. year. Taylor Jenkins, you know, with the way he handled talking about officials. I think John Morant, uh, the way he conducts himself on the sideline, and even afterward, Warriors win the championship, and you're going to give me, well, if I'd been healthy. Get the hell out of here, brother. You were losing in the series when you got hurt. And then don't even get me started with naked Dylan Brooks. This is the Memphis Grizzlies. Got a six-pack. You, you can't hate the abs, And who Mark? doesn't love a good six-pack? Takes yeah. me about a week and a half to finish one, but that's okay. Yeah, it does. Right? I mean, I was done by halftime at week your Super Bowl party. I'm, who am I kidding? Six if, months. If I but, had abs like that, I might show up to my workplace with just a vest on. And rocking that pack. And, exactly. I still got Modellos in the fridge left over from yeah, the Super Bowl party. Do you know how many of them I've had since the Super Bowl? Zero. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're in the fridge just in case somebody comes And those over. are Guru's Modellos. Yes, and, uh, they are. <laughs> I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but Guru is a little bit offended that you brought ease beers back to him, but you didn't bring Guru's Modellos well, back to him. He's clearly thinking about this all the wrong way. Do you know why I didn't bring him back? Because I like Modellos. Ah, no, gotcha. I'm keeping those. 11.45, you can yeah. face the goo. And by the way, Evan, that's not to say, like, it, part of it was the Modellos ended up at my place, and, and Evan's stuff st- ended up staying at the lovely Christie's place. Well, what did he have? Like, and she's uh, not going to be like, Asahi, I think he brought. No, it was It was some, Kieran. It was yeah, Kieran. Was it, it was yes. Ichiba. Anyway. It was a Japanese lager. Whatever it was, she's like, I'm not going to drink this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I only have enough spot in my refrigerator for the guru. Modellos. Gotcha. So, like, we're, I'm not putting them on the street. I can take them down to the firehouse. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. take them back to work and see if Evan wants his beers back. <laughs> yeah, I gave him the bag, and reluctantly he took yeah, them. It was a major bag alert. But, but I think, anyway. to your point about Memphis, and this is why so many people don't believe in Memphis as a viable threat to the Golden State Warriors, not only John Morant, who might at some point get suspended, but if this is the way your star comports himself, and I'm not going to compare him to Steph Curry because there's never been a star player in any sport, and you can, you can go through any sport and any superstar, and I would put Steph Curry in terms of how he carries himself mm-hmm. up against any other star. Like LeBron James, totally. I think, is probably the gold standard in terms of the one thing that people want to hold against LeBron James is that he had a TV show to announce his future destination. Is that the only smear that we have on LeBron James in terms of like things that you want to hold against him? That's pretty damn impressive. I'm looking this up. We talked about it a little bit last year. Do you know how many players... Game show music, please, actually. Do you, do you know how many Memphis Grizzlies? The whole roster. Let's go all the way down to 15. Do you know how many Memphis Grizzlies have had their 30th birthday? Well, boy, I'm not going to pull up the roster, but I'm just closing, my, I'm closing my eyes Close and I'm eyes. picturing who they have. And I know that where is Ja? Ja was maybe born in 1999. He's a pup. Ja Jaron Morant's Jr. 23. So he might have been born in 00. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a kid. Dylan Brooks is not 30. I would say there's got to be some Grizz I'm forgetting. So I'm going to say one, Mark. One Grizz is 30 or over. Uh, Price is right. You have overbid. (laughs) Overbid. The answer is zero. No, there's not a Grizz. Who's the oldest Grizz? Steven Adams, who's 29. He's only 29? Right. Like, I thought he was 48. I was like, what? 
Grizzly Adams is not 30 yet? He's one of not my 30. favorite players in the association. <laughs> and if 30. you want to talk about, like, players, if I was in the NBA, like, the list of guys who I would never mess with, he's oh, probably number for one. For sure. For sure. Steven Adams turns 30 in July. So, um, listen. this has been a, around for 14 years. This is a maturity issue. Yeah. It's all it is. Memphis, you're immature. And look at who's guiding you. A 23-year-old who's brandishing weapons and beating people up on a... Uh, like, come on. Come on, and Dylan I think Brooks. Goo had it perfectly yesterday when he talked about his upbringing in Union City and, you know, kind of relating it to John ja Morant. John ja Morant was raised in a two-parent household in a largely middle-class environment. Not to paraphrase too much from Guru, but Guru was basically intimating that John ja Morant is trying to be somebody Someone who else. he's not. Yeah, and... I don't know for what you need, for what end you need to be like something that you're not at that level, but it's becoming a real factor in whether or not Memphis can actually be a championship contender. Speaking of championships, how about this from Bob Myers, Steiny and Goose Show yesterday, JD was in, um, but Bob Myers talking about last year's championship. How many times have we said, boy, when you look at the structure, the finances of the Warriors, the decisions they make, right? James Wiseman being traded, all of these things, a lot of us have made the same point. Well, they didn't think they were going to win the title last year. And that changed everything, right? Youth movement. Whoops, we won a title. So now Steph, Clay, and Dre still have got the they've got the the baton, right? They've got the voice in the room still. He admitted it yesterday. Last year, I mean, it was interesting. People said, "Oh, you know, you guys, you know, maybe shouldn't have won it or this or that." And I hear that too. And even if I'm being completely honest, I I did not exactly expect that outcome. I mean, there's years where I thought it was going to happen. But I could also push back on that and say not one series was seven games. So how, how bad was I mean, not one series went seven games. And you go, oh, the Warriors got a little... No, no. You, you don't get... When you don't even get pushed to seven games, say, oh, you played this... It's not our fault who we play, but one, not one series to go seven games tells you that was, that was a pretty good run to the championship. So... I don't know what will happen this year. Hopefully we stay healthy and we get, a, we get a chance at it again. Okay, so obviously he's talking about the opportunity for this year, but uh, it, it's an admission of something that I think was potentially rather clear anyway, which is that the Warriors' front office might have been, at least a little bit, caught off guard at what ended up happening and then what that means for their plan going forward because they're always like they're light years ahead yeah so they're always looking years ahead and i don't think they thought that this offseason the one that happened last year i don't think their plan was was to be affected by hey we're going to be coming potentially off of a ring right and then the way the offseason went and training camp the way training camp went with you know clay thompson not playing all summer and then draymond green punching jordan Poole. i don't think that the year started the way they thought and you know, the way James Wiseman started his year, they thought that he would have been steps ahead of where he was. So even after the champagne dried and the confetti got swept up and you got to July, the way you went from July to October was different than what you would have thought. Um, it is all brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. So glad you're with us and absolutely welcome for your phone calls. And those of you on hold, stay right there. We're coming to you next. 888-957-9570. Gregor Blanco is an hour away. Marcellus Wiley is 90 minutes away. Glad you're with us today on Willard and Dibs.